It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode, titled What Flow Hive, <laughs> originally aired on Patreon on August 6th, 2020. And this brings to a conclusion the ongoing conversation about Ken's mysterious flow hive that never got put together. Well, now it's time to learn why. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam, for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. Well, uh, there were uh, a few things this week on the main segment that we were going to talk about that we didn't quite get to. Um we can talk about them on here, but, uh, you know, it's it's only going to be to the benefit of our Patreon members. Right. <laughs> so, uh, honey harvest-wise, um, it is obviously, it's that time of year for us, and I've been, I've got too many of them spread out too far away, so we've been kind of tackling one bee yard at a time or, you know, one management client at a time and, and trying to keep everything separate, um, which annoys the hell out of me because that means I have to clean things multiple times. Um, that's no fun, but, uh, it's the, it's the easiest way to go through and say your honey is truly your honey because this year I've got, I've got several different clients that, uh, they keep their bees actually on my apiary and pay me to go through and manage them and stuff. So I have to harvest theirs separately and then go through, and, and once that one's done, then I can, you know, bottle that all up or put it into the, the bigger storage containers and then give it to them and then move on to the next individual. But when we went out there and looked at your stuff, um, you did have some honey you were going to be able to harvest, but I, I understand you have not put together the extractor yet. Yeah, this next week uh, we're going to put that together, and then we'll go pull those two frame, our two um, supers out, and, uh, yep, we'll, uh, the medium's out, and we'll harvest those uh, eight or 20 frames and uh, go from there. Is uh, This isn't going to turn into a flow hive situation, is it? No. No, 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 this won't. No, no, Max, he's the one that told me, we got to get those, uh, get that put together. I said, yeah, you're the one that told me to buy it. So, yeah, we're going to get it put together. We'll get it together when you come out and put it together, I guess. Oh, see, no, no, you said it wasn't going to be a flow hive situation. No, it's not. <laughs> that stupid flow hive is still in the box, by the way. I know. I got one in the box, too. You got the eight frame. I got the 10 frame. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's the 10 frame box. You know, it's, uh, yeah, uh, the, the well, the brood box is, I guess, 10 frame. I don't know. But, uh, and yours is, a, you see, yours is for the eight frame. Mine's for the 10 frames. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, anyway. I see. Well, it still hasn't been put together. It's still sitting there with the yeah. with the best of intentions to do it so that we can do it for a video for here on Patreon, but uh that hasn't happened. It's in fact, I look at it every time I open up the garage to load up the truck to go do another bee removal. I'm like, "Oh, there's that box." Yeah, and that's why I do mine. I say, "Oh, yeah, there it is right there." Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I look at uh, uh look at it. And I says, yeah, I think I gave John instructions. I ain't putting it together. Oh right, right. <laughs> You're yeah. Fault now. Oh well. Yeah, that's the that's the excuse. After you had it for a year, oh well, now he has the instructions. I can't put it together. <laughs> 
But uh, we do know that both of them have to buy the, uh, the, the the part that the bees go up in there, and then you pull the lever, and then it twists it's all, and it all runs out, uh, whatever they call that part of it. But uh, we just got well, that- boxes. No, that 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 better not be the case. No, it is. It well, I have to buy the other part to go in there too. Yeah. What? Yep. So you're telling me this whole time the flow box that is out here in my garage that that it's just the damn Langstroth box? Yeah, that's all it is, huh? There's no flow frames in there? No, there's no flow the the part that you turn, no, it's not on it's not in there. Oh my god. Had I opened that thing up and went to put that together, and found out after all this time and trouble, there was no actual flow frames to it. I would have driven up there and smacked you. <laughs> yeah, probably, but uh, uh, I'll order them and then have them here too, so we can look at them too. <laughs> oh, so and then uh, how funny! Going to have to have a medium to go on top of the of the brood box, and uh, then have to have a medium. Well, I don't know. It's just yeah. These this is the Chinese flow frame or flow hive. It's not the Australian yeah. one. See, the Australian one is like seven or eight hundred dollars. The Chinese is like two hundred dollars, and then you have to buy the the other part, which is another hundred dollars. So, you know, after you you get close, the Chinese is close to the Australian, but yeah, that's all I'll say. I'll quit there. Well, we'll uh, now I'm curious what's truly out there, if it's just one single deep box or if it's the double deeps and it's just missing the flow frames themselves. It's just a single, single deep, and it's going to have the uh, deal to go on top that the flow frames go in. Well, that's another box. The deal that goes on top is another deep box. You do have two boxes, but but you're going to want to put a medium on top of the brood box and then set the flow frame part on top of that uh, so the bees can have their honey. (laughs) Man, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know where to put that. File that one away. (laughs) That's where I got it. It's filed away. Yeah, and out there gathering dust. Yep, pretty much. Oh, well. I got lots of stuff gathering dust, but anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's lots of toys you can get out there. I got my long lane, and I told you I was going to buy a super, a super uh, package to put in that this spring, and you says, no, I'm not. What am I going to do? We're going to split something and put in there and, and then feed the heck out of them and make them blow up? Well, we're not. I mean, it, it all depends on what you do this fall and how well everybody survives winter. And you you could, because the whole point of the, your long laying is it takes Langstroth frames. So you don't even have to do a split and put in there. You can take an entire existing Langstroth colony and just put it in the new box. You can. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a split. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You can, and and the the easiest way to do that is to, um, I would go out there to your main apiary where you've got the top bars, and I would pick one of the colonies that is strong and healthy, 
And the same concept is like we talked about on the main segment where I was telling you how to switch the one box from the 10 frame box to the eight frame box. Mm -hmm. You do the same scenario. You take that box and you set it off to the side and you set your long laying there in the exact same orientation where the entrance is in the same area that their entrance was, but obviously it's going to be a little bit higher. And then open up the, the, the current hive and just go frame by frame and take them out of the hive and put them into the long laying and put them in the exact same order and fill up your long laying with what's there and then shake everybody else out and close it up and walk away and they will orient on that new space and as the foragers come back in they're going to come down low to where their entrance used to be it's not going to be there so they're going to fly around and just a couple feet above them is going to be the new entrance and they'll come up there and they'll smell the pheromone and the brood and they'll go in yep yep and that's what they do because well Today or yesterday, we moved a swarm out of the. We already talked about this on the other one. Out of the the uh, bird bath. Bird bath, and Max found the queen. I mean, we sh- we shook them off into the eight frame, and and uh, he says, "Well, let's get in here." And they had already made comb. We found I found them Monday, and they we they had already made three or four combs coming off of the top into the bird into the pipe it's got a 12 inch piece of cast iron it was sitting on and they attached it to the top bottom of the of the bird bath and we're coming down and so we didn't put any of the comb in uh their comb we put all new comb in or not new but you know my comb that i had and so Max is sitting there. We shook him into there, and he's sitting there. Well, let's see if we can find a queen. He grabs the biggest comb that they had made, pulls it over, and I saw him go to his leg, grab it, grab the queen clip, and he says, there she is. <laughs> she was in the queen clip. Very <laughs> good. caught her that quick, and we took her, put a, a – uh, queen excluder on the bottom of that eight frame uh shook her off or took her and put her on the comb inside put uh and closed it up set it over there throwed some more bees in there by the way and then set it over there where all the bees were funniest thing they all went out there and started fanning and i mean then it was just like the army marching in here they come right into there because there's mama and they went home. Yeah. Now, um, just going back and, and remembering here, and it kind of struck me as funny. Yeah, I don't think this was on the air. I think this was a conversation you and I had on the phone this week on uh, like on Monday or Tuesday where it might have been Sunday or Monday. But anyhow, we were talking about um, there was scout bees at your brother's checking out the, the bird bath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you told me, oh, they're not going to move in there. There's there's too many different little holes and crevices. And I was like, don't be so sure. Um, you know, they'll they'll propolize the rest of those up and they'll leave just a couple for their entrances. And, and you know, they very well may like it. Um, but you also told me that you put out a swarm trap right there by it and you put swarm commander on it. And they didn't care. Obviously, they moved into the birdbath. <laughs> bird bath. 
Yeah, that was Monday when I figured, well, we'll just put this swarm, this here and put Swarm Commander on there, and they're going to move into there. Mm -mm. Then that Monday evening, uh, my sister-in-law says, Kim, there's a ball of bees out here as big as a basketball, and they're on the, the bird bath. And then she says, they're gone. I says, okay. And she says, they're moved in. So I went over there, I guess it was thirsty went over there looked uh they moved into the pipe they moved underneath the bird bath and i'm saying wow so me and max went over there then and we lifted the bird bath and and then he said well they're already starting to make comb under here and we put it back down and we went back friday and pulled it up he shook the bees off into the box and then flipped it over and found the queen, put her in the box with a queen excluder. We had all of them moved in. And that's the frame, that's a colony that will stand alone by itself. It's, it's covering uh, the frames. I mean, it's a big bunch of bees. And they, uh, even as big a bunch of bees as they are, they were not tested at all. So I don't know. So that's where we're at right now. Well, one of the, one of the things with the the scenario prior where they were just scouting it out, um, more than likely you you set your trap out there too late in the process. And so it, it didn't get enough attention garnered to it and have enough time to build up, even though it may have been more suitable than the birdbath itself. But there, you know, up until that point, the birdbath was the only thing out there that was the most viable option. So that's what they had already picked. Um, and if you tried to interrupt that process, then, you know, they were still have already gone back and communicated to the rest of the colony and that's where they were going to be headed. So what you could have done though, is if you find bees and you know that they are truly just scouting out an area and there, there seems to be a lot of attention there, you can go through and, close up, like open it up and make sure there's none inside there so you don't seal them in. But you can either seal it up or open up, like in this case, you could have taken the top off of the bird bath, made sure that there were no bees inside there, and then stuck your trap straight on top of it where the bird bath used to be. Because then all the rest of the bees that have already been programmed to come to this location are still going to come to this location. And then it's going to be a, well, this isn't what I remember looking at, but this is the spot we're supposed to go to. And hey, look, there's comb and there's this, and and then they would do okay. But if you set it off to the side, it's probably not going to get any attention, you know, because they are already focused on that one area. But sometimes you can cheat and trick them if they're, you know, we've gotten calls before where a swarm is attempting to move into something, and that's that's a lot of times what we'll do is we'll we'll uh, put some of the like the be quick inside the cavity to chase them all out if it's just scouts. And as soon as they get out, we seal up the entrance that they were using and then we'll stack stuff up so that we can set a trap right directly in front of that entrance oriented the same direction with the opening facing out in the same direction, but just in front of it, um, literally butted up against it or on top of it or, you know, the closest we can get to it. And, you know, those scouts are still coming and looking and they're still telling others to come and look. And it's the same location, so they end up scouting that box instead, and then they'll move into that box a lot of times. We've had to do that on a, a couple of different houses where they had bees out there, and they caught it early enough that it ended up being us going and being able to see where they were looking, 
seal up the area of the house, you know, made sure they weren't already inside there, seal it up and then put the trap directly in front of it. And, you know, the next day they said, hey, they've moved in. They're all in your box. And we're like, "Okay, we'll come pick them up tonight. And that's the easy way. <laughs> and that's, but you know, that's what we were hoping these would do, but it wasn't that hard. So we did it all right. But um, I wished we'd have put them in a top bar because the way they were hanging the comb, it would have been perfect. But oh well, they're in a Langstrom. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. As long as they, they stay in there and they're happy with it and, uh, and nobody tries to abscond and leave, you should be good. Yeah, everything's good right now. So I hadn't been back over because that was yesterday, and and we didn't want to mess with them any, you know, after yesterday after we put them in there. So I figure we'll go look Monday. Or I might imagine my little brother's already over there looking at them. But uh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, everything's good. Yeah, it's I don't. It's best to leave them whenever you first put them in there. Like when we do a removal. Um, especially those because, you know, then there, everything was chaos. But once we get them all sealed up and everything, it's seven days minimum before we touch that colony again to make sure that we don't irritate them and, and cause them to want to leave. You know, we want to make sure that they're good to go and, and they've got what they need. And that's also when we go back through then and we check, you know, is the queen in here still? In, in, in some situations like you guys, you know, you found the queen, you know, she's there, you know, you're good. Um, sometimes the removals, if they're in a really awkward spot and you can't physically get a hold of the bees and you've got to use the vac and like attachments and things like that to, to reach all of them, she'll end up inside the vac box. And then, you know, you turn around and you dump that into the new hive and whatnot, and you've got your queen excluder on there, but you're never necessarily sure. Did you truly get her in there? Did she survive the trip? Did she overheat? Did she get beat up going down the hose? You know, like there's so many different possibilities that could go wrong. So on that seven-day mark, we go back out, we open it up. Um, have they started drawing out queen cells? Is the queen present? Are their eggs present? Um, have they started repairing the comb? You know, that's when we do our first inspection. But, yeah, if you catch a swarm and, you know, you put them into a container and then you go check them a day or two later and then you check them again a day or two later, you can piss them off and they'll be like, you know what, this was the bad choice, and then they'll leave. <laughs> so you don't want to definitely do that for sure. So you might want to tell your little brother to go play with his other hive that's been there longer. Yeah, I think I will. I'll probably get hold of him and tell him to leave it alone. Uh, he says, well, I'm going to put a, I'll put a medium up there and start feeding them. No, leave no. them alone. <laughs> yeah. They got to get all their comb drawn out in the box they're in before they get a new box. Oh, they got all the comb drawn out because it's all full of comb. <laughs> so, I thought you told me there was five foundations. Well, there's in five there. foundations areas. No, three. Yeah, three. There's, so see, uh, five. They got three combs. Comb and three foundations. Yeah, so they got three foundations. They got to draw out before they get to get anything else. Which, at this time of the year, they're not going to get anything else. They're going to overwinter in that deep box. Yeah, probably going to overwinter in that deep dot box. That's what we look at. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it should be. They don't, this isn't the time of growth. And I know your brother's brand new to this for sure. So, um, but yeah, this is not the time of growth. This isn't the time to be piling boxes on top of them because then you'll give them too much space and then it'll it'll cause the opposite effect and they'll end up not making it. Yep. So, uh, but... Uh, We've caught a lot of swarms this year, but a lot of little ones. But now, all of a sudden, like last year, that's when the big ones started coming in. The big swarms started coming in late, and they're doing it again this year. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, at least if they're a decent swarm, then it's that's better than the alternative um, because it is it is all about numbers, and those small swarms aren't great. There's also the the old beekeeping adages that you know, like a swarm in July isn't worth a fly, kind of thing. You know, they're they're not worth saving because in most areas by July you're done with growth and expansion, you're done with the main nectar flow. They may not ever have enough to make it through winter without you constantly intervening and anything past that august september october you know those are even slimmer of a chance so it can be tricky for sure yeah it'll be different more stuff to do it's gonna That's play true. with more the stuff bees Yeah, just make sure that, you know, playing with the bees actually means opening the boxes, taking the frames out, and looking at the bees, not just uh, not just staring at that porch. <laughs> no, I look in the top when I'm pouring food in or putting... That don't food. count either. Oh, Looking through the little well, hole. I, I was opening yeah. it up. I was just opening the top so I could put the feed in there. Yeah, that don't count. Looking through the hole in the inner cover doesn't count either. That's that's just as bad as front porch beekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> You literally have to open it up and take frames out. That's the only way to truly be a beekeeper and know what's going on inside the colony. Inside the colony. Hmm? <laughs> Anyhow, well, sir, we are out of time again. These go by quick whenever we got time limits. I know. I'm sitting here. I've been watching the clock for you because I know you got you got to go to work here in a minute. Yeah, got another training course this weekend, so and they start at nine a.m. bright and early. So I got a, I got four minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> to be on there. Okay. So everybody, hope you uh, had a great week and you've got a great weekend coming up. Until then, everybody, be good. Y'all be safe, family. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you. And we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.